Welcome to Take Your Lead Podcast with Mzwandele Makakula, a podcast that seeks to empower you to take charge over your personal growth, development, as well as your emotional well-being. Welcome back to Take Your Lead Podcast. We are so glad that you are intentional and purposeful about your growth. The thing about growth is it's really not automatic. Um, Oftentimes, age comes alone, but maturity is a choice. And you need to be very intentional about taking charge of your personal growth through reading, through listening. In fact, I was recently doing my year-end review and planning for the year uh, 2022, And part of what I was actually looking at um, was reviewing how I've grown. Because oftentimes we we have plans of growth, but we seldom measure and see how far we've come. And it's small incremental steps that yield great results. It's literally those small changes, the push-ups that you do daily, the choosing the healthier option instead of what your taste buds are pushing you to, to eat. It's taking that jog, it's reading that chapter, it's listening to that podcast. And over time, it compounds into forming the person that you want to become. So I'm extremely excited once again to be joined by a phenomenal guest who's doing great exploits. If you've not listened to part one of this conversation, I do encourage you to stop and go back and listen to part one. But we joined once again by Kategani, Kategani, um, phenomenal mind and strategist. And we recently had a fascinating conversation and we'll be picking it up from there. So welcome back, uh, Kati, and thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me again. Awesome. Um, maybe let me start it off this time around from just speaking to your passion. What are you passionate about? What, what are you passionate about? I know um, for those who might have missed the introduction in the recent episode, uh, besides the great academic, um, and actually let me brag on you a bit. Um, I think I should um, just brag a bit on you in terms of the strides that you've made. So we've got Katekani, who is a finance professional with more than eight years experience in banking. And she's currently the strategic lead at RMB. Um, she's also a mentor. Um, she's passionate about helping young people. She's an alumni from Oxford University. Um, she did her MBA there, um, which was just amazing. We spoke a bit about that. And she co-founded and led an NGO called Shaping Our Next Generation, which focuses on empowering the girl child and girl learners from disadvantaged communities. She is passionate about education and supporting small businesses and startup alike. So towards your passion from what from your bio and what you do, I think there are a bit of glimpses to in terms of what you're passionate about. But what is it that you are most passionate about, especially in this season of your life? Yeah, I'm passionate about seeing something or someone reach their maximum potential, whatever that is. Um, Seeing someone reach that level, the next level, it doesn't have to be maximum, it could be the next level of something. Um, That's where my passion definitely lies. So I think with education, it really is seeing how, you know, education has shifted, for example, um, how young people are able to converse and have a conversation. You know, being mm. able to go to school and hold a conversation, that's something we take for granted, right? Mm. But it comes through going to class every day, diligently 
engaging. And actually, when you're in a position where you either need to debate something mm. or you need to raise a particular point or make a particular point, those core foundations of how to do that, you do it from having learned, you know, how do you put sentences mm -hmm. together? Um, how mm -hmm. do you articulate yourself confidently? Mm -hmm. um, how do you think, you know? And, mm -hmm. and I've just seen how through education, a lot of people, including myself, have gotten a lot of opportunities, um, you know, to study. I've, I've, I went through my education through bursaries. <laughs> Um, wow. So I've always been funded by bursaries. Even my MBA was funded by my employer. Wow. And I've just seen how education has opened up various worlds, right? My mm. MBA took me to a different country for a year and a bit. I've engaged with so many people. And when I was in the mm. UK, I was able to travel with, you know, travel to other countries, for example, mm. but just because I wanted to study something. So mm. I think education for me has a lot of other benefits that we probably downplay. Mm. Um, so, so I'm passionate about how, you know, it, education has a lot of, it, it introduces a lot of, you know, key dynamics that I think set a person up to be able to take advantage of opportunities as they come along in their lives. Mm. Um, young people, I think it's because I've always, you know, I'm passionate about young people. I just find that I've always had someone speak into my life. I've always had mm. someone playing a particular role that took me to the next role, someone mm. older, someone more experienced, um, mm. you know, someone looking out for me. So mm. I, it's something I value. And hence, whenever a young person says, hey, can you read through my business plan? Hey, mm. can, you, can I bounce off something? Can I bounce off an idea with you? Mm. Um, hey, I'm, you know, my younger sister um, WhatsApped me today and she's, she's busy on her annual fast um, for the beginning mm. of the year. And she says, can I ask for, for advice? You know, mm. so I always open myself to, to engaging with young people. And, and one thing I really approach the conversations with is transparency. You know, mm. from a faith perspective, it's being transparent with God, with where you are. Mm. You know, when you're a young person and you are dealing with, maybe it's, it's, it's you know, thoughts that you can't manage. Mm. Go to God with those thoughts and, wow. and, and be open and transparent. The only way wow. God... Can, can, can help you to get through that is if, you know, we ourselves are able to acknowledge that, okay, this, mm. these are my thoughts mm. and, and I want help with this. So, mm. you know, just seeing that sometimes young people are also misunderstood. Mm. Um, I, I come from a family where I'm the oldest. My siblings mm. are much younger than me. So mm. my sister is 22. My brothers are 15. So they're twin boys. And sure. my mom had my brothers when she was 14. And sure. just that generation gap is a yeah. lot more, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's, there's a lot of, you know, friction between her and my sister and her and my brother. So I'm mm. usually the one in the middle because I understand her side. I understand their side. And I'm always yeah. speaking reason and logic and sense. Um, so, so, so I just find that, you know, it, it's always great to have people that understand young people that um, understand where young people are coming from with things, mm. you know, we don't just shut mm. them down. And a lot of it is also coming from how I grew up. I just felt that I didn't grow up in an environment that embraced young people, mm. you know, that embraced young people's opinions. So mm. I just feel very strongly about giving a platform for young people to express themselves, to explore, to learn and to grow. And then the last one around startups, um, that is important for me because, again, I just think, you know, how I've had people pour into me. Um, I think it's important to have young businesses and businesses that are starting out to, to have the necessary support. It's not always yes. about money. I think whenever we think 
supporting uh, small businesses or startups, it's, it's capital. Yes, capital mm. can make or break things. But I think sometimes it's how, you know, finances are approached. Sometimes mm. it's how, you know, a particular small business is thinking about their clients. You know, sometimes mm. it's how, you know, their marketing plan is not quite the right one. Um, how mm. do you support there? So so I'm, I'm passionate about that. I just, I, I believe small businesses and startups are key to just driving, um, you know, job creation in our country and and making a difference and providing mm. proudly South African solutions. Yes. Um, that's that's definitely what I've seen. Like we have a lot of talent, we have a lot of skills, a lot of resources, you know. And I just think it's 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 just making these two worlds come together, just the yeah. supply side and and the demand <laughs> side. Yeah, demand. yeah, that's brilliant. You spoke something so profound within how your passion for young people stems from always having someone who's holding the ladder for you, opening a door for you, sharing thoughts and sharing advice. And um, thank you so much for translating that into what you do. Uh, and part of what you do is mentorship. How, what would you say is the importance of, of, of mentorship and coaching and how has it um, accelerated your growth? Yeah, I think the importance is um, for me personally and how I've experienced it is there's always someone who's gone through the journey that you're on. Mm. There's always someone who's navigated what you are struggling or trying to navigate right now. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's 7 billion people on this earth. So there's going to be that one person <laughs> <laughs> or two or three. Um, and, and I think we, 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 because we, we feel that, you know, it's, I'm the only one. Sometimes automatically we assume mm. that this is my problem. Mm. It's my thing. Mm. Mm. and no one else understands mm. um sometimes mentorship is really you know tapping into a friend I, I see for me one thing my mentor has always said to me is i'm your mentor so she's got other mentees but she says mm. i'm your mentor but it's also important that you maintain relationships with other mentees your peers that's mm. another form of mentorship mm. i think we always think of mentorship as someone higher someone mm. more senior your friends mm. can be your mentors, right? There's, mm. there's certain areas where they are well-versed in, more experienced in than you are. Um, mm. So I think it's just the openness of being able to plug into various resources, whether it's someone higher up, older, more experienced, your peer, or it could be someone younger, we don't know. It also doesn't have to be someone in your environment. For me, it doesn't have to be someone in finance. It could be someone who's in agriculture, who's doing farming. We don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, but because the similar values and we are connected and, and, and brought together by those values, that can be a game changer. So, yeah. so I think the importance is just being able to tap into um, resources, knowledge, um, you know, that can help you advance to the next stage of your life. And the thing about mentorship is, you know, there's many potential mentors out there, right? Mm. So I see mentorship as if I would like a mentor, I would need to step out of outside of my comfort zone mm. and, and and approach, you know, the relevant person to say, mm. you know, you know, this is where I am in my life and on my journey. And and I've, you know, I've seen you as a potential person that could play this role. Cause that's important. Mm. People think mm. mentorship and it's such a fashionable word now. Mm. But but are we intentional about it? It took me, mm. I only got a mentor last year. Mm. But along the way, I've just had sponsors. I've had people speak into my life, but formerly a mentor I got last year. And mm. that's because I was intentional about the type of person that I want speaking into my life 
from a Christian perspective, from a career perspective, from a life perspective. Mm. So, and I got connected through the mentor via a friend. So, so, so it's, you know, it's not a clear cut, you know, you wake up one day, you get a mentor, you think through it. Why do you need, why why do you need a mentor? Mm. But it really is important for me. It's definitely helped me to, to think through things. One of the discussions I was having with my mentor was I'm in these boardrooms, I'm in these meetings. I feel like I should be speaking more. I feel like there's a lot happening. How do I be present? How do I show Mm. up? You know, and she's given me a few tips there to say when she was my age and she was also in these environments, this is what she did. Um, you know, so having someone who can give you practical things to apply, mm. someone mm. who you can also give feedback to, to say, you know what, I've done mm. this, it's worked. I've mm. done this, it hasn't really worked. What do we mm. do? Mm. Uh, yeah. Would you be so kind to um, just um, allow us to be a fly on the wall? of your mentorship, mentoring call or conversation with your mentor in terms of one maybe tip that she gave you in terms of how to be present in all these meetings and show up better? Yeah, so, so I mean, one thing she's definitely, so she's bold, she's very bold. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I, that's why I loved um, just being connected with her because there's a lot of that boldness that I felt I, I needed to to tap into. Hmm. Um, but But one thing that she said to me was that, you know, it, yes, acknowledge what I shared with you earlier. Acknowledge yes. that you are the only one, mm. but don't let that be top of mind, right? You are yeah. there for a reason. Mm. So she said to me, pick out if it's if it's a, if it's a board meeting on, I don't know, infrastructure, and you are not as well versed on a particular section, right? Or you are not as well versed on on infrastructure. Pick mm. out something related to infrastructure or pick out something that you know you can speak to confidently. Maybe mm. it's the risk. Maybe it's mm. the financing. Maybe it's um, the implementation, execution mm. part of it. Mm. But, but don't overwhelm yourself by trying to like now learn everything about infrastructure mm. overnight because there's a board pack that was sent through to you to prepare. You know, mm. read the back, read the pack, you know, understand what's in it. And if you mm. need to ask questions and you want to, you know, raise something in the meeting, pick out specific items where you know you can confidently talk to. Mm. So me, my background, um, before I came into strategic execution, I did risk. So, mm. so that's something that I know I can always fall back on and I, I definitely can, can, can speak to. Um, mm. and, and, and that's something that, you know, even before this role that I'm in, I've been able to tap into that. And, and I think it's just to also give you that platform in the meeting for people <laughs> to hear your voice, <laughs> or for you to also have that confidence, you know, amongst yeah. a lot of people. Um, mm. But she, she said that to me. So pick that one, those one or two things that you can speak to confidently. Mm. But, but the other thing is to read. Yeah. Tell me read, 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 read. So my first <laughs> yeah. meeting with her, she gave me three books to read and she, she one of them was actually um in exodus so i had to read moses's journey and god calling wow. him and 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 we i so the meeting after that i had to give feedback on what i thought wow. um and she talks about my mentor talks about having moses moments hmm. and she says recognize when you are having a moses moment that's brilliant and remember why god put you there so hmm. remember when god called moses moses said but god i can't speak God, mm. why me? Okay, then mm. take my brother, not me. Mm. God, what, what do I tell mm. these people? And, mm. and she said to me, she's had Moses moments in her life. Mm. And, and the way she was explaining it, I thought, yeah, I've definitely 
had Moses moment. Mm. But she said, you need to be able to realize that and, and, and do it nonetheless. Mm. Do it uncomfortable. Mm. Do it as you are shaking in your feet. Mm. Do mm. it nonetheless. When opportunities come, ask yourself, are you saying no, you can't do it because Vela, you don't have time? Are you saying mm. no, you can't do it because you confidence, you don't have the confidence, you're doubting yourself. So, mm. so, so definitely that stepping out, she's reinforced that a lot and that Moses moment and catching myself and saying, ah, you're having a Moses moment. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's super helpful. I'm, I'm actually, um, for those who are people of faith, I'm actually studying the book of Exodus as you're sharing it. So I relate a lot to, to, to the Moses moment and how he had to break out of his shell and a beautiful journey and a beautiful story to read. So thank you so much for sharing and uh, allowing us to eavesdrop your conversation. That was super helpful. I want to, I would like to double click and just pick your brain a bit on, 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 on what you are currently doing now, which is strategic execution. Um, would you be kind to give us a grid on how to, in the forming stage of an idea, we have quite a lot of podcast listeners who are entrepreneurs, who are in business, um, professional space, ministry, different spheres of life. And oftentimes we have brilliant ideas and there's something so profound, which uh, one of my mentors recently shared as well, as to how when you, it seems like God, uh, when dispersing ideas, it gives them out in a cluster or in a group. Um, so if you don't action it, someone else will. And oftentimes in hindsight, like, Ish, I should have but you are a bit too late or either too scared. How does one go about forming an idea now and being able to, part of what I did, in fact, I'm laughing about this because I'm thinking of it now within the New Year's resolutions. And one of the reasons why most of them fail is because we have good intentions or good ideas, but we lack the strategy to back the idea or the intention that we have. So if you were just to walk us through a grid of how best we can um, form ideas and bring things to life or reality in our different spaces. Yeah, I think that's um, that's also another topic for another day to be able to unpack it fully. But I'll touch on maybe key things that I think um, have been helpful for me um, mm. in, in my job, executing various projects and strategies. Sometimes I believe we fall into a trap of sourcing a, an abundance of advice you know we yeah. want to hear what other people hear about what other people think about this idea mm. and we fall into this trap of thinking the the bigger the, the 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 data that we are able to get from people or what 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 people can tell us what they think of the idea the and they give us good responses then this is gonna fly Right. And, and I think just mm. managing that, yes, you need sufficient data. It's important to be able to socialize the idea with, with various key persons that you believe are either well versed in a particular area or components that you're looking at. Um, mm. but, but I think it's also realizing that it's time consuming. Mm. Right. It takes a mm. lot of time and not everyone is going to buy or understand your idea. Some people might be asking questions that are not going to help you. Mm. So I think it's just important to to be able to manage or balance the you need the data, you need to get out there and tap into people that are skilled, that have the necessary experience, but know when to stop. Mm. Um, in, my, in my organization, for example, we have to do that. There's, there's certain people that we need buy-in from um, and people that are also skilled in certain areas and have certain knowledge that we know that if we are able to engage with them before we go into the market, 
mm. you know things will go a lot more mm. smoothly mm. um mm. the second bit the second bit that i think is important is sometimes we think we have to make, have something complete before we mm. test the idea mm. and and remember if you if if you build something and it's this rolls royce or ferrari that you've built you take into the market no one actually likes it but you spend yeah. so much time doing mm. the final touches putting in those nice and glossy things and it actually yeah. doesn't fly in the market so i think or out there so it's important to to be able to come up with something very quickly that mm. has the basic functions or the basic principles are there and then use that and you know test it with a few clients or a few mm. people or a few recipients and then mm. see okay you know based on this this is what people are saying because people mm. spend so much time and money and startups particularly spend so much time and money trying to build this huge monster of a if it's an engine and 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 then you know no one buys into it or customers you know customers start raising the obvious things for mm. example and customers mm. say you know but but this doesn't work so mm. one of my courses one of my courses when i was on the mba was trust in the digital age and um it basically spoke to how you know the world is becoming much more digitized than than before and 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 as humans we're obviously responding very differently to what a lot of strategists and people in in, in meetings are are thinking we're going to respond when we come into contact with um a particular technology or a digital solution so apparently when the mm. when the elevator was firmed uh, was first um created um people that tested it and had to use it um so so that button where you can press and and sort of call someone in when the elevator is stuck it wasn't there before um and 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 also elevators were transparent before so you pretty much could see where you were going which can be a bit scary right so it's through that type of testing where you know people that were creating the elevator thought okay so people would actually like some sort of human interaction in the elevator so this thing is taking me up and down but i still want to feel like i'm in control so this button helps them to feel like they're in control and having to close the elevator so that you don't it's not glass so you can't see where you're going it it just helps you know with with people not feeling like people that are claustrophobic maybe and you can't see anything in the tall dark so it it was that type of you know being able to test things and get real time um feedback but but do it quickly learn build something do it learn it quickly if it doesn't fly no way where you need to make um adjustments no way you need to make um improvements and then test again so i think that learning and testing is is crucial but maybe the last thing i'll share um is is just having this capacity and allowance to explore um you know you know once you let's say you've landed this one idea and maybe the next tier or the next iteration is how do you how do we add this feature you know you need to be able to obviously test a few ideas be open to that you know some people might say we've got a great company we've got a great solution we've got a great training and development offering you know mm -hmm. let's focus on that but but you need to be able to say yes we have this it's working great but how do mm. we stay relevant how do we mm. as opportunities come up how do we test them quickly and say no it's going to work no it's mm. not going to work no it's mm. going to work let's move it to the next stage let's maybe have a bigger discussion and see what the rest of the company thinks 
um, this thing is going to look like. But just having that allowance of being able to 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 test new things as they come into the system, but mm. keeping the main thing, the main thing. Yeah. That is that is important. Wow. Wow, that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing those three key stages. Just to reiterate what you said, I love how you spoke to, um, in as much as you might want to source an abundance of information, but knowing when to stop, that's very key because I think oftentimes we get overwhelmed and overloaded by the options that we have that we no longer know uh, how to actually start or which decision is right. So knowing when to stop is key. Then secondly, you spoke to testing your model, which is very, very important because it gives you real-time feedback. And I love that example that you used of the elevator. I was actually not aware, but it makes more sense now <laughs> of why one would want the human interaction and not see where you're going. I can just imagine if one would see, um, especially if it's a tall building, that one is going um, to the highest floor. And then lastly, having an, a capacity or an allowance to explore. And that's brilliant. And I love because this is literally practical and translates into anything that one might want to do. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Maybe as we bring in our plane for landing, any parting thoughts that you might have um, for our amazing podcast family? Yeah, there's so much, um, so much I could share. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, first, maybe be true to yourself. Um, you have one life and every day is an opportunity to, to learn and to grow. There's nothing you can do about what's happened yesterday, what's happened in the past. You can learn from it, um, mm. but you can't change it. You can change today. You can change what's mm. coming in the future. So I think be true to yourself and realize that every day is an opportunity to get you closer to where you want to be. Um, wow. Be conscious about the life that you are living and that's tied mm. to being true to yourself. You know, if, 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 um, if, if, if you have those big questions um, that, 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 that you have, that you're struggling with, reach out to people, talk to people. Mm. Um, you have mm. not failed um, mm. by reaching out to people um outsource tap into resources speak mm -hmm. to people read mm -hmm. um you know there's so much that is at our abundance that i believe god has put in front of us um for for us to use and and yes it's a lot of stuff but but i think it's you know there's, there's so many things out there right that mm -hmm. that are at our disposal mm -hmm. for us to just help us to grow to become mm -hmm. better at who we want to be sometimes society mm -hmm. tells us who we need to be but mm. be true to yourself and, and 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 subscribe to the you that you are becoming not the wow. the you that society or people around you want you to become wow that's amazing thank you so much katekani i really appreciate your time you are definitely going to be a returning guest on our podcast you. you've added so much value to us and we appreciate your wisdom and thank you for allowing us to be part of your journey and we wish you all the best on your new role and we you. know that you're gonna keep climbing higher and higher so thank you so much and to you podcast family thank you so much for listening to the end and again if you missed part one i encourage you to listen to part one of the amazing conversation we had and be reminded to head over to the website to download the episode notes which are a great tool for application and till we meet again next time let's continue to change the world one individual at a time as you take your lead.
Well, thank you for joining us on Take Your Lead Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can get new episodes delivered directly to your device as soon as we release the new episode. And for show notes on today's episode and on previous episodes, just go to www.mzwandilemakakula.com. And if you are a fan of the show, we would love it if you'd give us a review and help us spread the word. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Take Your Lead Podcast.